everybody, this is Steve Gibson. And I'm Ryan Berger. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on today's episode, Ryan's going to share with us some hot takes within the industry. And we have our content writer, Cole Windler, with us today to help discuss and give our thoughts on if they're legitimate and what could happen. Hey there. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Steve. Hi, Cole. How you guys doing? Hey, buddy. Good. We're kind <laughs> of in this uh, glass bowl. It's a fish tank. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, do, but it's our new do, offices, so that's exciting. That's very exciting. New offices. Do you have a little sign that says, don't tap on the glass? No, we don't care. We, we can get angry. It's all right. You that's can feed the animals. Yeah, we like to be agitated. <laughs> Just toss salami into your and enclosure and you're all good yeah, yeah please feed right. it's like the, it's more like going like to a petting zoo and seeing the goats <laughs> you get to come in and interact and give them pellets and little little pieces of grain mm-hmm. chew on their clothes <laughs> well i'll make sure like next time i'm in town i'll bring you guys pieces of grain from my grain have storage little, have a little have, have a little machine with a quarter oh that would that's, be fun that'd be awesome why are we doing a recruiting like, podcast? But like, no, I but not grain like Skittles. Skittles, yeah, <laughs> Skittles. That is your guys' natural. That's what you find in your natural environments. Speaking of Skittles, I've been on this um, the Skittle kick lately. Um, it's called be, type two diabetes. It's called type two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, so they they came out with this mixed bag. Uh, we may have talked about this already. I don't know, but I'm going to bring it back up. So mixed bag of tropical and wildberry all in one package and it is the best combination of of candy and skittles that uh, i think you could ask for i don't know change is a little scary to me i thought i thought you were going to say they were going to do trying to do like a jelly belly thing where like there's just a bunch of assorted flavors and well i mean this is kind of like that in some ways because they're already assorted flavors to begin with but then they bring that all in into one glorious bag because you know what really likes the original they're okay oh but tropical's great but not don't all, hate on the original little... let's not hate on the original here let's it's not just okay i mean they can celebrate innovation apple. without okay. bringing down the past <laughs> okay so they, they upped it with the green apple i will t- i will say that um they ch- took out the lime put in the green apple that was a great move. Um, I like the lime, though. See, I'm not That's a because you're like 65 at heart. More <laughs> like 85. But yeah, yeah, and old people love lime. I do Although love I lime. Did. My water today is lime flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, new, the, new dig, the new office has lime flavored water, so it's oh, kind of wow. a perfect being here. Yeah. Oh, I don't even it's like have... two days old, but it still tastes pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just... You know, I think that brings us to our first hot take. What's that? Because okay. this water has been integrated with lime. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm get ready for all these segues, Cole. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Get ready. Welcome really been working hard to establish, yeah, how segues work. Yeah. Yeah. So, and every time we ruin them by talking about them in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, limes. Um, so our first hot take <laughs> is uh integration and automation will be key to success 
for recruiters in 2023. It's our first hot take. Okay. Okay. So it's in your enclosure, please. I mean, from, I mean, my, uh, I had a phone call with my mom yesterday and she told me that to really hold on to my job because things were going to get really bad. So I feel like she's been watching too much news, but like, <laughs> so let's, let's just, let's like get to the root of that, which is a lot of people really think that the next year is going to be really tough. Um, and for some industries, it probably will be, but so all it's, uh, it, it's always a good idea to, increase your ability to do things and and reduce your out your your, you know reduce the strain it puts on your bandwidth so automations and integrations do that it makes less work for you and especially in a time where like getting leads finding people um doing the maximum amount of work that you can with the time that you have yeah of course like that's it will never be more important. And then when, once you get that established and you can, you know, weather this storm that's coming, then you, then you'll be set up um, to do, to do even better in a, in, you know, in a time of feast as, as opposed to famine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. I mean, when is automation ever bad? Uh, like, when is it ever going to be less important than it is I can to, give today? I know when automation is bad, Um, like when you use a public bathroom and they have the automated toilet flush and it flushes too soon and then it's like flushes really hard and it kind of splashes and it gets grody toilet water everywhere. That's a bad time for automation. So my kids, that is the that is the worst when you have kids because they have little bottoms and you're trying to help hold them on there. This is, this is a dead conversation. So they're little and you're holding them on so they can't sit. So as you're positioning yourself to keep them from falling into that said toilet, they, they, you then move and it sensor goes off and it scares the heck out of them. They, they just freak out because they feel like they're going to be sucked into this portal of, of, of poo water. A poo. A, a poo, a poo portal. Right. And poo so, portal. and so my, my daughter, wouldn't go into into public bathrooms for the longest time if they had that that and the 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 uh, hand dryers and those are actually i've seen things saying those are worse than just paper towels in terms of uh you know germs and stuff so. i think that's just big paper towels with their propaganda um bounty hey look and if it comes and, to cleanliness in a public restroom i'm here for any sort of innovation we can get because i right. don't like germs so that is an example of a bad automation. Fine. We'll go with that. That's so give me an fine. example then of a bad automation within the recruiting world. Like what is something that shouldn't be automated? Um, you know, there's just certain things that we can't automate, which is the people portion. But besides that, I mean, I can't think of a bad automation out there. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here and find one. Um, I think something, I guess a bad automation would be one that doesn't fit within your workflow. You shouldn't automate just to automate. You should automate for what fits within how you work. So obviously you can't ever get rid of the people portion. Um, You can do things to help automate outreach to clients or candidates, but uh, ultimately you still have to have those conversations. So if you're trying to automate everything to where you don't have to recruit at all, that would be a bad way to, to go after automations. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. You're never going to be able to fully automate 
everything you do. And I, from the, I would say from the perspective of like a general message or generic messaging, we're finding out that, and this is maybe a hot take as well, but you know, generic messaging is tw- so 2020, right? I mean, it's so 2020, it's so 2020. It's, it's like, what even, you, you know, it's, what was Where something that was big in 2020? <laughs> something that was big, COVID was big in 2020. Yeah, social it's still distancing. COVID. Social distancing, it's so. Drinking yeah. at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think that one stays in style outside of 2020 as well. Yeah, that's kind of endured. <laughs> that, vi- that video, that guy running around the subdivision where everybody's recycling was full of liquor and wine bottles. Yeah. Like right during the pandemic, like it's hilarious. So, so I think, you know, being specific with your messaging is going to be important. Automation, like who you're actually talking to, thinking about that and automation takes away from the, the person, personal touch. Automation Mm -hmm. also allows you to focus on that genuine messaging because doing things like, like new medium, TikTok's not new, but, um, you know, more active for recruiting. Yeah. More active mediums like TikTok, um, you know, social media, things like Instagram and I don't know, Snapchat even still thing. Yeah. Um, It's still heavily. uh, Yeah. So like I said, old, Um, but those are, difficult those are time time sucks and they're important Mm -hmm. but they take a lot of time to um you know do well and having those automations where you don't have to focus on you know the menial tasks that don't require that take a lot of time will allow you to you know create that messaging that actually sticks that isn't basic that isn't just the same you know buzzwords that like synergy um it'll allow you to spend time on the things that matter and will actually get people's attention. You're, you're saying then having synergy between your processes <laughs> using automation will allow you to be more successful in building synergy through other platforms by being more personal through the messaging that you can create through your thought time. leadership. Yeah. Through your thought leadership. Through you your thought leadership. You're saying so it's really all, all around synergy integrate with synergy. That's what you're saying. I wouldn't use those words, but yes. <laughs> Speaking of buzzwords, here's one Ooh. I want to throw out there. I think our buzzword of the year for 2023, or at least the first half. It's 2022. Well, he's saying well, for next year. Oh, this, 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 is, this is what's called a hot take, Cole. <laughs> I'm going work-life integration. I've been seeing it more. I hate it. We talked about work-life. it last time. Yeah. Work-life work integration. Life separation. Work-life separation. Work-life separation. <laughs> you said, I want the old days of you go to the office, you're nine to five, you get home and don't think about it again. Yeah. Yeah, I do. That would be a weird time. Honestly, even if like you had to put in like, you know, the like the the extra hours that, that they, you know, that you see people mm. working in the office, you know, till nine, but they still didn't have their phone dinging or their email going off, uh, their Slack message clicking all the things that that we have to deal with uh it is it, it would be much different to be able to know that once you leave that door you're going to get in your car no one's going to be able to call you no one's going to mm-hmm. be able to reach out to you're just kind of done with it for that until the next day that's a that's a it's an interesting concept i put my work email on my slack on my phone finally 
and now I live in the modern world and I hate it. Well, you don't have to like, like you, you can't silence it when you go home. Yeah. That's effort. I'm going to start, I'm going to start setting alarms to wake up at like 3 a.m. and send you like things like, Hey Cole, uh, is that copywriting piece done? Uh, no, Ryan, you should just automate it. Oh, true. I could. I could set it up to send him emails at Auto- yeah, automate your 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 out of work harassment that you're talking. There we go. <laughs> That's right, guys. 2023 will be the year of automating harassment. <laughs> um, work so work life integration. Yeah, I'm sure it will be used. If you've, if you've seen it now three or four times and had never used it before. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the new word. work life balance. That's right. the next step is work life integration. Right. right. But work life balance implies like a separation. Work life integration implies now it's the same thing. But I think that's what they're going for, though. That is that it's integrated. Like there is a separation in it. Right. Ryan, would you can you elaborate on what that means? The point is, and, and we discussed this a little bit in our quiet quitting episode. If anyone needs to go back and listen to that, uh, just feel free to recruiterswebsites.com slash podcast. Um, so the point is that um, you have <laughs> your life and it's kind of that you're you're not living to work, but working to live. So you're right. the way that you work is is integrated into the way that you live your life, you know, especially with more flexibility and schedules and uh, that stuff. So it's not sit at your desk from nine to five and do this and this and this. It's, it's the same right. thing. I read an article today, uh, airlines talking about leisure travel, business and leisure combined into one. Yeah, it made me kind of no, 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 no maybe no, kind of no. upset. I tried to yes. do a leisure travel um, this year on um, went to a conference. Uh, my wife wanted to go. And so we brought our two kids. Um, so I have a, I had a one and a half year old and then a five year old. Um, and so I had to bring them with me to New Orleans, which is the worst place for anyone to be. Let alone, let alone a one and a half year old. I just know um, so the the family friendly the city. Yeah, that's family family friendly friendly city of New Orleans. Um, and so you know you had to bring the car seat, you had to bring the immense amount of luggage for the kid. They were stuck in a hotel room, and then you were trying to work the whole time. You know, you took a day before, but it wasn't very leisurely at all. Um, so. I don't think that exists if you have or if you are taking a family with you or have a family. And I feel like when they said leisure, leisure, is that what they said? Yeah, leisure. Yeah, like takes away from like the whole point of both. Like it draws your focus away. Like you're never totally present on either. So like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you know, if you're trying to stay on the grind set. Sometimes, sometimes the best you can get is leisure. Right. You got to always be grinding. Always be grinding. What? So what's the next hot take? Yeah, let's let's jump into hot take number two here. Um, recruiters. Wait, 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 wait. Are we on two or three? We're on we're, oh three. Yeah, no three because we did talk about the messaging. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. Damn it, Ryan. um okay so i want to take number three here as a moment to recognize we see a lot of things right now recruiting trends for 2023 um all of these ones that i've seen you know every 
firm is putting them out right now. Uh, it's kind of obvious. And so hot take number three here is just do the obvious. You know, I'll, I'll give you some examples of the things that they're talking about. Um, using data in your recruiting. Yeah. If you have data, <laughs> if you're gathering data, you should analyze it and use it. Um, diversity and inclusion. Focus on um, not just looking at white people. Like that, I don't know. You should be looking at diverse candidates anyway. Um, Gen Z is aging into the workforce. So start targeting them. Uh, so is with all their th saying, I guess their trends are, are do the obvious. And so that's our hot take is um, if you think it's a good idea and it seems obvious, it probably is. Yeah. I mean, if it's something that you like should have been doing already, like, just, just do that. I don't know. I mean, pick up the phone. Exactly. These are some of the things. Hot I take. guess maybe, yeah. maybe the hot take is phone get call. back to basics. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think a, uh, I think the idea of, of, of just, uh, yeah, just be a good recruiter. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I think that's, it's tough to put a label on it, good. and it shouldn't be a hot take or a trend, but. Do what you know, and what you know will help you grow. Oh, oh, God. We need to add a little, uh, a wild, like a sound effect for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I hope everyone appreciates too that the part where we talk about adding sound effects is also included. So there's the sound <laughs> yeah. effect, and then the part where we talk about it. Yeah, this is not, <laughs> this is not you know, a highly produced show. No, it does a good job, it's not. but. Oh, I mean, it's, award -winning. you know, it is award winning. This war. We, have we talked about, about this. We right? haven't talked we about, about this last time. I don't we know. But let's talk about, about it again. We yeah, can talk award, about it again. Award winning. So there we go. We're on a couple lists now of some recruiting and recruitment marketing podcasts. You should check out. Yeah. We'll jump into a uh, recruiting hot take number four. Yeah. Huh? You guys ready for it? Hit ready us with for it. this. Okay, be careful. It's about to get real so spicy excited. with this hot take. Um, yeah, I like that. Ooh, maybe that <laughs> will be our sound for everything spicy. <laughs> spicy. Uh, so recruiters need to focus on services that add value outside of their recruiting, mm. acting almost more as consultants. Spicy. I like that. I agree. Right? That's fine, right? Yeah, I mean... You, you're going to want to, I mean, an easy way to do that is to create a library of content that not only not only provides like actual usable data, information, trends, best practices, news, things like that. But um, it, you know, it, it allows you to provide a service beyond just making introductions, beyond just searches. It. it and I hate the term thought leadership, but it like kind of establishes you as an expert or a thought leader, um, as somebody who as a brand. I mean, there's a reason that we know certain people's names and people's faces uh, when associated. Well, you know, a lot of especially a lot of things like self-help and things like that. But I mean, that translates to a, a, a lot of industries. Um, there are people that are successful and they show at least partially how they became successful through 
books and articles and blogs and podcasts and TED Talks and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I mean, podcasts are, are, I think, was number two on like some of the most the ways that leaders are in, and business owners make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, what was number one? Uh, number one was blog articles oh. um, and, and, and content like that. So, I mean, those two things, just creating information allows you to be, you know, more of a resource um, just in the day-to-day interaction. They just, they just learn to trust you and and learn how to, to then see you as somebody that adds value. I mean, and you can, you can look at sort of um, like the YouTube world as a kind of an example. If you're a content creator and you're not consistently putting things out, if you take a week or a month off, you lose subscribers, you lose yeah. people. Um, and that, you lose I momentum. You, yeah, you lose momentum. Like you want to be, always want to be growing, um, you know, for practical reasons, because sometimes you're going to lose people and you want to continue to replace those, um, those viewers and those, and those consumers with, with new ones um, that you're relevant to. You need to continually be relevant by continually producing things people can use or providing services that are important to, you know, usually it's niche, but it could be everybody. Well, and I think the, um, just the opportunity you're creating different, different, different angles for revenue during a potential recession as well, gives you a diversity uh, or diversification without having to change your niche, without having to rework what you're doing. You find something that you can do to help them. So whether it's you create content for them or you help brand your employers, you know, offer a little bit of that, whether you're going to support their employer branding, what they're doing by being an advocate for them in the marketplace, offering real estate in your newsletters that are going out to candidates, offering real estate within your website that your candidates are being driven to. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to provide that kind of value value. You can, uh, you know, help them with their culture. You know, you are theoretically the expert within the marketplace and within the industries that you are recruiting for. You're talking to more people uh, and more candidates than your your and clients are. And so if you can go and then tell them what what you're seeing, what you're hearing as you're talking with those individuals and then say, let me look at you, what you guys have going on within your culture. Let me look at what's going on within your hiring processes and become a consultant, how to tweak those and change those that then you can charge for because it's a very valuable service, then all of a sudden you have created more value than just a transactional recruitment agreement. You're now, you know, you can create monthly reoccurring revenue for things like that. Um, You could be somebody that helps, you know, if they have to downsize, if they have to eliminate positions because it is getting a little harder to, um, to be able to, 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 to do business in, in 2023, if it does go that way and they have to take out, you know, if they're not hiring, they usually reduce HR, they reduce their internal recruiters. Um, but they still need to be able to retain and be able to find ways to keep the individual they have. And so you having the knowledge of what's taking place in the industry and what other companies are doing and how candidates are approaching and what mindset they have, you can then give them insights on how to be, more success, successful when they hire the single person and keeping them on board and how to keep those individual, those employees that are already onboarded as part of that company. Yeah, I think that's very well said. Um, and actually one of the things that you brought up in there does kind of bring us to another hot take. Um, and that would be number five now, right? 
Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Look at me counting up to five. Um, employer branding will be more important than ever in 2023. Spicy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, name recognition and brand recognition is essential to who's Googled first. You know, if there's a choice, if there's a choice and there are, you want to be known, you want to be trusted, you want to be Googled first. And so that, you know, your your name should be at the forefront when thinking about recruiting um, executive search staffing. Like it should be right there because it's going to it's going to be essential in a, in a highly competitive market with limited resources. Right. And you really have those two facets of employment branding. So clients that are hiring, looking to bring people on board, they need to have a certain brand that's associated around their hiring practices and, and who they are, the culture that surrounds those jobs and, and bringing someone on board. And then recruiters have to have that themselves as well, even not only for their own internal um, the, their company itself, but also then for the clients that they're representing. They have to understand the employer branding of each of those organizations. Um, some of the bigger companies you work with, the Fortune 500s, they have a really great established branding behind what they do from their hiring practices because of, of just they have the team, the bandwidth to do it. But some of those smaller firms, those mom and pop shops that a lot of our clients work with, do not. And so you know, that is something where they can be involved again in helping to, to establish what that employer's branding should be when it comes to hiring and creating a, um, a, a recognizable, um, uh, I don't know, what the brand when it comes to evaluating whether or not you want that person to be a part of your company or you want to be a part of that organization. Yeah, and it's, it's so important for figuring out the right I mean, for ensuring the right fit, you know, to, to have values that align with the company and the candidate is, is, is crucial as a recruiter. Cause the whole point is to make lasting hires, especially in a potentially down market, finding the right people for the right position. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's do one more here. Let's go number six. We're, we're going to leave it at six. You're going to say like the top six, like 2023 20, hot takes or like well, you're not I had five written down. I had well, five, five written down. down. And then someone came number. in here with a messaging one. So we had to include that in the hot takes because well, I'd rather I'd rather have six cheeseburgers than five cheeseburgers. That's true. There we go. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> That's um, and we're going to jump into, you know, we'll, we'll tease everyone here a little bit. I, I have a few. Uh, I wanted to talk about some hot takes just uh, for 2023 that we think could happen, you know, outside of recruiting a little bit. We're going to get a little a little spicy in the real world. Spicy. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it will be it will be difficult to recruit on LinkedIn or more difficult to recruit on LinkedIn in 2023. How so Ryan? How nice so? Setup. Well, God, it's like, and we've never talked about this before either. Never. Not once. No. Um, well, we've already seen LinkedIn um, raising some prices um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that continues. And then as we move into a leaner time, 
uh, it might be more difficult not only to maintain your recruiting practices, but also we're going to see a lot of potentially similar messaging, people going after the same type of candidates. Um, so yeah. if, if all you're relying on is um, LinkedIn, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And I think we may see the social media kind of become an echo chamber of the the same messaging. Well, yeah, no, uh, it's going to. It is. It already is. Well, yeah, I mean, already it already going... is so much. I mean, <laughs> and, and, well, so here, here's a good example of this. So uh, LinkedIn, the, because of things like automation um, and people you know, using automation on LinkedIn, the messaging that's surrounded that LinkedIn has made an adjustment now to like their Microsoft Outlook accounts where they have a focus and they have another. And and so if you have traditionally relied on things like automation on LinkedIn and and that's been somewhat successful for you now, if you do do it in the wrong way and it's picked up on your messages are going to be going to the other box on LinkedIn. And so versus their actually focused inbox and what that means, you're probably not going to get seen right now. You probably don't get seen a whole lot. It's going to get your response rate is going to be even worse. Um, and so that is a an example of kind of what you're talking about, how it will be harder to recruit on LinkedIn, especially if you're scared of picking up the phone. So they're charging more for a, a less effective service. Welcome to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they do, that's what they're doing. And, and recruiters, I know, absolutely love it. When when a company starts charging 15, 20, 25 percent more and uh, you know, the, the, the biggest, one of the biggest complaints I hear, if I'm on the phone and things are going bad, I feel like it's not like a great sales call. I'm not being able to like really like build a connection with that client or prospective client. I just say, you know what? Have you checked your, what, what about LinkedIn? You know, what are you finding? What are you finding with LinkedIn? And all of a sudden they's like, Oh, I hate LinkedIn. I'm like me too. And then we have this bonding and this common enemy, a shared hatred. Now people right. are going to listen to this and know you're, know you're, I don't really do that. That's a story. I don't do that at all. It's that, that was a yarn. Was, yeah, he actually, he, he actually connects with potential clients by uh, showing up to their place of business and kissing them. That's actually how it gets on the mouth. The mouth. Yeah, open mouth kissing is how he connects with every one of our clients. <laughs> our travel expenses is huge. <laughs> Like you know what, uh, our, we retain our clients. I mean, and the voucher, so kudos to you, we, Steve. We kudos to me. The voucher budget is gigantic. But so, that, so I mean, that they they don't like LinkedIn already. They know that it's it's a good tool. I'm not saying that they don't like it for that, that because it doesn't produce results. But it is something that becomes it's it's a very big cost. It's a very big piece of overhead. If you have a very if you have a large firm, if you have over five to ten readers. That's a lot of money that you're investing within that platform. It is the second most expensive cult uh, behind, <laughs> behind uh, Scientology. Hey, I sent Ryan this awesome <laughs> statement. It just shows how deep LinkedIn can go. I'm going to read it just because it, it, it's you good. Know, this, this, is, is, this is probably going to turn around our feelings entirely on LinkedIn. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to set a scene here. Okay. This is from Sahir. Um, and it is a picture uh, of a gentleman, older gentleman, lying in a hospital bed with a pigeon laying and sitting on his looks like his midsection. His hip, I... yeah, his hip looks like he's turned on the side of his I head. Should shut that window. Um, so here's the here's the caption. Here's the post around it. So the nurse who took this picture wrote, 
It's been 23 days since the patient came to this hospital. And in these 23 days, nobody from his family came to visit him. But there is a pigeon which comes every two days to sit next to his bed. The pigeon stays for a while and then flies away. We then found out that this patient sits on a bench in a park near the hospital every day and feeds the pigeons there. This has 9,000 reactions, 634 comments, 333 reposts. You're kidding they're me. all you. <laughs> so this is the kind of crap that's on LinkedIn and, um, and will make it harder to recruit in that platform because it looks ridiculous with something and like that. It, it, it looks a little ridiculous. So I, I have a number of things to get into this. It looks ridiculous. And these are the type of posts that go viral. Which. Right. But why? So how does that hospitals don't have windows that the, open? Exactly, their windows don't open. <laughs> so that's a big thing. And why is it just get the bird out of the one, hospital? Right. Why, and why is it just one pigeon? Right, one pigeon <laughs> who one selfish pigeon who's just after bread. But you know we're all trying to get that bread, so I, I get the pigeon's grind set. He's got the grind uh, set. Yeah, he's got um, two. Um, that nurse should be fired for taking a picture of. A patient in their bed. Um, also, and, it's been 23 days and she doesn't know the dude's name. <laughs> well, HIPAA, come on. <laughs> well, don't call him a HIPAA. Call I don't think it was that big. Some... <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, the other thing is, though, too, maybe, and, you know, we, we immediately take it as uplifting that the pigeon is coming every day, but maybe no one's visited him for a month because he sucks. <laughs> maybe the guy maybe he was sitting feeding pigeons every day outside the hospital because no one wanted to hang out with him because he sucked he was rude yeah, to people his family's at home he's rather than go to work he keeps feeding pigeons i, uh, I find people that have deep connections to birds disturbing anyway exactly so, well, and so maybe he was sitting on that the, is the hospital maybe he was heckling People as they were like, oh, you can't walk out of the hospital. And they're like, well, they, everyone's pushed out in a wheelchair. And he's like, you suck. Like, well, OK, let's not prescribe that this man is some sort of of a heckler to injured and and, uh, and but, infirmed people. Well, first of all, <laughs> I mean, if he I'm just saying we immediately go to hopeful. Yeah, well, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous information it's ridiculous that that has that many posts repost um uh clicks comments it doesn't make any sense to me. how how much money was wasted by nine thousand people reading that looking at that reacting to that probably sharing that how much money was wasted from that stupid linkedin post 13 million dollars <laughs> right, so like, here's a guy like there's a comment like uh, this guy's hot take this is how culture in the u.s has become we've forgotten our parents our grandparents friends and even close families during the journey i mean you know maybe this is what this is like a parable or are they trying to go like, <laughs> but i don't think they're going for that i i i feel like people that are taking time taking time though to be like oh, that, that's a crop photo no no <laughs> There should be a series where called like LinkedIn fables where there are dramatic reenactments of LinkedIn posts. 
I think we have a new podcast on our hands (laughs) (laughs) to show how truly ridiculous they are. Yeah. I mean, it can be a segment we can every week we can try to try to find some that are just horrible just because then everybody knows this. And listen, Microsoft, LinkedIn, we know that you got a lot going on for you. So we're not just trying to bash you, you know, but, but there's some things that, that probably should change and would make the platform better. LinkedIn is like a giant suburban neighborhood without a trash pickup. Trash it's pickup. just garbage <laughs> laying everywhere. A giant suburban neighborhood without a trash pickup. I like that. That's nice. That's yeah. That's, that is good. So, I yeah, like that. So, so LinkedIn's going to get just because it becomes more noise, more money to through for different kind of uh, in-mails. Uh, they're going to start charging you more for different ways to contact people. They're going to make it harder for you to reach out to them. They want you to want them and they're going to make, make their, uh, make the, they're going to make themselves as, as needed as possible. Um, so, you know, that's why you invest in other platforms. Um, build Such your as own brand. a website. Your website, you know, things that you're doing, you're putting your content, you know, on your website, as well as LinkedIn, use it for what you can, but still you, in any social media platform. As we've said before, it just, it can't be your only thing. Um, and if that's right. all you're using for conversion to, to, to bring in new clients, it's, it's just, you're not taking advantage of all your resources. And that's going to be a big thing. It, you know, if we do experience a recession is taking advantage of all the resources you have. Yeah. I feel a shameless plug coming on. Not yet. <laughs> just wait, there will be. Um, right now we're going to do our celeb- random celebrity generator and let Cole what? Uh, so what we do, and we do it poorly every time. Mm-hmm. Is, it seems that you've been uh, listening. We've had some good yeah. ones. James Ellis did a very good job. James James did a good one. Yeah, I talk to you guys all the time. Why would I listen to you? All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit the let's do it again button here on our random celebrity generator. And Cole is going to take oh, that God. person and you're going to somehow relate that individual's career, accomplishments, personality, whatever you want to the world of recruiting. Oh, no. I, I and sure bonus I'm points so. if you tie it into today's conversation. I mean, I would have been able to do James Brown easy. It's the hardest working man in show business. So, <laughs> well, that's, but that's not who you get. Cause all right, hold on. That's not, I, mean, I don't even know who that is. Right, me, this ad keeps popping up. I can't do it. Okay. Josh Brolin. There you go. That's a good one. Was he, th- no, was he Thanos? Um, he was he was the big brother in the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, he was. In in um, Marvel movies, he, he no played country Cable, for old men. What was that? Was he? Oh, Ryan? I don't think yeah, he, was, he played Cable. He, he played, played Cable, cable in he the Marvel cable. movies. He played Cable and Thanos. Oh, he was both. Double dipping. Um, born in nineteen sixty eight. He's really handsome. Uh, <laughs> that's the game. He's really, the new yeah. game is does Cole think he's handsome or not? <laughs> Very handsome. Look at well, the job. All right, he was on 20, 21. I'm giving you some. Some okay. usually we go off of no stats. We just got to figure it out. So, uh, but twenty one Jump Street. Okay. Um, he was in No Country for Old Men. Uh, he's received yeah. the Oscar Oscar nods because of um, let's see, Milk. He was in Milk. Yeah, the movie. Sorry, milk. And <laughs> let's see, so marriages. Um, he has two children. Yeah, uh, he was engaged to actress Minnie Driver for six months. Don't know what happened there, but he married Diane Lane. Hey, Diane Lane, and divorced her in 2013. 
that was, the marriage only lasted four years. Uh, he's had some legal issues. Um, just, we need to really give a full scope of who he is. Uh, he was arrested for a misdemeanor and charged on domestic battery. Oh, um, so that's bad news, Mr. Brolin. So, that jab. all right, Cole, you got, uh, you're on, man. Uh, oh, I feel like, see, actors I inherently don't trust and I don't think should talk unless they're, uh, unless they have a script. Um, so LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll just go with, you know, uh, an element of, of recruiting is, um, is you, you know, it's, a, it's a cell. It's a, it can be performative. Like you go through the same, you know, sometimes the same spiel that works with a lot of different people because it works. Um, man, I'm not good at this game. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I don't really care for actors. <laughs> like James Brown would have been easy because you know you gotta have a little zip, a little pizzazz, a little like yeah, like that. Um, you gotta bring the energy to the recruiting game. Josh Brolin's just handsome. Um, I you know life's easier for handsome people, so it's probably gonna be easier for a recruiter to recruit if you're handsome. I don't know, man. This is <laughs> you officially are the worst at this. This is he's just a he's just a basic white guy. He's not a basic white guy. He was purple in the Avengers, but that's it. Like he's good. I like him. I liked him on Hot Ones. He was a so good guest. Yeah. You're saying he could do more to stand out to you. Yeah, that's a good twist, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like this game. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that that's a good point to bring out. You know, you got to be able to stand out. And, and if you're just like Josh Brolin and just some other white actor... That maybe has had some great success, some good roles. He's going to hear this and hate um, had some had some ups, some downs, some legal issues. Um, but he's been able to, to, and he's been able to endure. But yet, we really don't know what he's done. We really don't know who he is that well. So he hasn't done a great job in branding himself. So recruiters need to take a lesson from Josh Brolin and do a better job in branding themselves and, and who they are. So that way. People can recognize them when they call, when they're when they're engaging in their messages, emails, and whatever mediums are out out there. Absolutely, right? and don't get in trouble with the law. That's another good lesson for recruiters to take too. Don't get arrested. I can't hear. Yeah, we, we have no idea what you said because we lost your, your we lost your audio. But that's I, I, I know it was great. Can you sign us? It off? was great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, after this great thing, you know, guys. Just remember that we're all over social media here too. Uh, go follow us on LinkedIn, our favorite platform. We have two whole pages there, one for recruiters' websites, one for Distinctly Digital. Uh, we also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We have so much, so much fun and funny content there. It's just so relatable. And then... Uh, the, the, the LinkedIn uh, white, white Elephant was, was my favorite. Uh, I think we we produced. <laughs> yeah, with the shaking weight, it was it was riveting. The the end. Vlad really got into it. That made me when he almost lost it. That <laughs> that, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Um, but yeah. yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go check it out on TikTok at Recruiters Websites. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Cole, any last parting thoughts for the wonderful listening audience all across the world? We're international. Um, and that's cool, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>